Middle and high school cross-country athletes receive 20% off regular price shoes and spikes for the month of July and August, only at Three Rivers Running Company in Fort Wayne. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. This is the last of our preseason podcast. We're going to do the girls title contenders. Indiana Runner Podcast. I am Colin Altavote, and alongside me, as always, a man who is a fan of the exotic, not only Cougars, but also a Tuesday PPM, Taylor. You know, sometimes you got to change it up, man. Keep it spicy in your life, and whether that's uh, supporting the Cougars or a Tuesday PPM, you know, when the, you know, at least the temp's down, the humidity was high, but what are we going to do? This is Indiana in July. Poor man's altitude training. Poor man's altitude. Humidity. Yeah. Okay, we have what we deem to be five title contenders. Now, some of them are more serious contenders than others. For instance, if you won the state championship and like you have six of your eight girls back that broke 19 minutes, a, a, pretty serious. Your top shelf. If you uh, don't have that, you may still be a contender. We're going to go through five of them right now. Are you ready? Let's do this, Alto. And after this, we're not going to be able to get through everything we want to say for all five teams. We are going to do our second one. And you can hear that if you subscribe to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. And you can be one of our new patrons right now as of recording, 43 of them. And you could be one just like Eric Green. Hey, we're taking off, man. There are people who are following us. We, you know, we just started this as of the moment we're recording this just a couple, like two, three weeks ago, tops. Really weren't pro until about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are jumping on board here early in the season, wanting to get to know what you think, what I think, what we're talking about, hear their team, hear their student. Uh, they're going to love it. So if you're not uh, subscribing, you got to jump on. And uh, we're a little looser there, a little bit more to say, uh, but we keep it positive and we have a great time. Uh, a lot of insight into coaching, what we think from our uh, experience, things like that. So patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. If you want to subscribe, we're always going to plan to do our weekly recaps, capping that at 40 minutes. And I actually think the differentiation has really helped us in our uh, in our preseason stuff. Yeah. Keep it tight 40 and then and then another 40 that maybe is a little more relaxed. OK. I went back and forth on this. I finished these last night and. This is the order we got. Number five, Fort Wayne Concordia. Concordia has a 32.6% chance to finish on the podium and a 1.3% chance to win the state championship per INCC stats prior to the track update, essentially. They'll go through and see, hey, this girl ran 4.58. Well, what? How, how might that move? Historically, how might that move her performance up in cross-country? And we may we may see that just as an example. So 1.3% chance, but I think that will shift once they do the track update. We are recording this July 18th, and uh, we're going to release it mid-August, right before the first uh, meets on August 12th. So it may have changed since then. Concordia has five of six back that ran and finished at the state meet, plus one of their stars who's not in the state meet results. She may have dropped out. That may be why they're six there. Uh, there may be other reasons, but they're, uh, one of their best runners did not run, did not finish in the semi-state or the state meet. Yeah. Concordia has possibly 
the best trio in the state, not based on INCC stats preseason, but just looking around, just okay. generally seeing seeing what's up. We could have a healthy debate on that here later, but that's uh that's a statement. Lexi Panning is going into her senior year. I verified this. Uh, cousin of Zach Panning. Okay, not professional sister. runner, not a sister. Cousin, and that that actually makes sense with the with the pretty wide gap in age. Uh, Lexi ran five ten in ten forty five last track season. Ten forty five is it's the old Kip Dynamite. It's getting pretty serious. Scooting along. Sarah Maple is going into her sophomore year. She was 26th in cross country. She ran 11.17, which is a good time, but I, I think the 26th shows her true uh, capability, and I, I think they're both likely to be in the top 25 this year because they were both in the top 26 last year. Okay, here's why I like Concordia more than most people. Most pundits. I guess you and I are the only pundits. Here's why I like Concordia more than you do. Mallory Weller was their third best girl for most of cross country last year. Her ranking was somewhere in the hundreds on INCC stats per for the individuals. But in the track season, she and she this was her freshman year, so now she's going into her sophomore year. In the track season, she ran 216. Really good. But really good. Yeah. Sometimes 216 doesn't translate. Right. But it, by the way, it, it doesn't mean that it can't Yeah, well, I guess you have another number that will translate, though. 458. Woo! That'll translate. So that with Crisco, baby. Like, and at a school that has obviously shown a uh, penchant for helping to develop and progress distance runners. So the track times, same coach, both seasons. I, I think Concordia's got three in the top 25. And if you got three in the top 25, you're right there. After right. them, three in the top 25 doesn't, doesn't finish it. Right. But Hannah Clark, going into her sophomore year as a freshman, she ran 521 and 1137. Yeah. Lily Schlicker, going into her sophomore year, ran 524 and 1135. So if those are their fourth and fifth, very Those solid fourth and fifth best times over 3,200 are pretty close in line to what the returners, the fourth and fifth best returners have at Noblesville. Yeah. And the top three are right there with Noblesville. The fourth and fifth are maybe a little bit back from the fourth and fifth over 3,200 meters for our second place team. But then up front, it looks like it may, you know, be better. Yeah. For instance, the number two team, which we'll get into later, had a freshman run 457. So Concordia's number three being a freshman that ran 458. I I think it's a long shot. I mean, I think it's higher than 1.3, but I I could just see a world where maybe they could get into it. Yeah. So I wrote down here. Like you said, two in the top 50, also two in the top 100. But with the track performance, Weller will, I agree, move inside the top 50, probably higher, closer to both Panning and Maple. Uh, solid four or five right there. Um, certainly a strong podium team. I, I'm not 
I'm not sure they're they're ready for a, a title team. They might be another year out. Obviously, losing Panning next year will, will hurt, but there's a lot of sophomores, and then you get a little bit better, and then you find one fifth piece, and then you're right back there. Um, we, we'll talk about this idea maybe later on about the best trio in the state. Certainly a very strong one, no doubt. There's one other in mind for me, uh, but I think Concordia could – uh, find themselves right inside that top three, but I don't know if they're they're going to get it done to win necessarily, and that's because I think there's a couple teams who are just deeper and more talented. Well, and I think if our number, I really looked into it yesterday, finishing these bios for these different teams. Yeah, if our number one team is good, if they take care of business, they're going to be hard to beat. Yes. But it is high school sports and things move around. It's just, it's athletics in general. So we couldn't just have one. Now, I do think it's a lot closer than it appears, even if they are good. And then once you take a step back from that team, I think these other four teams could be pretty close. And I just, I think Concordia could, could get in there. Concordia had five under 12 minutes. And Weller never ran the 3,200. So that would be six under 12. So they've got the depth. They've got right five plus one. And they've got the front running. That's good. So keep that in mind. Six. Let's give it six because, you know, Weller would be there. Right. Under 12. And let's compare that as we move forward to some of the depth. And six under 12 as we get into some of these teams, it's like, well, they had five under 12 or six under 12, but you know, if, if they're 1150, it's not the same thing as 1120. Right. That's a pretty big difference. Right. Uh, That's Fort Wayne Concordia. Number four, Hamilton Southeastern. Hamilton Southeastern has a 48.7% chance to finish on the podium and a 3.7% chance to win the state championship. Like Concordia, Hamilton Southeastern had six finishers from the state meet last year. Five of them returned. I think HSC might have the best top duo in the state. Yes. And so is this your team when you're like, hey, maybe they'll have the best top trio? Nope. Okay. One more team. Okay. Uh, Maggie Powers is the number one runner. At Hamilton Southeastern, as a junior, she was 16th at the state meet in cross country. She ran five flat and 10.56. And Elizabeth Butler is a number two runner uh, at HSC, or projected number two. She's going into her junior year as a sophomore. She ran 4.59 and 11.02. And then after that, uh, three other runners of note. Ava Powers, there's a lot of powers at Hamilton Southeastern. Ava Powers. Going into her junior year, she ran 5'11 and 11'24. Yeah. That could be someone that she was like somewhere around 100th of the state meet, I think. Like she, those are performances that put you in the top 40 or so the next year. Uh, Katie Campbell going into her junior year, 5'31 and 11'44. And then Sierra Kepner of uh, HSC going into her junior year. The only result, real result that I could find that was impressive enough. I mean, she ran 1600, but it was a dual meet. Um, 
is that she did run 214. Yeah, which is good, but it goes back to the idea of does it translate? So this is a team. Okay, let's listen. Two in the top 50, four in the top 100 on INCC stats. They had of these teams. Now it's okay. It's hard to say this when you've got one of them who won the team title and this past spring. However, I think if you just want to look exclusively at the distance events, this this is a team that probably had one of, if not the best springs and uh, certainly outperformed maybe some expectations or what I thought they may be uh, in HSC having just a, a really knockout uh, track season. Um, so I, I think I would rank them higher, right? If I were the committee of one, I would put them a little bit higher based off what they did in the uh, fall, but in particular in the spring and knowing that they're going to have an impactful freshman come in, right? A girl who is likely, right. Yeah. Likely to score for them. Um, and, and the difference that that could make for the Royals. So, uh, I, I do think that they're uh, better than 50% chance to make the podium. I would put their title hopes, uh, probably closer to 10%, not quite 10. I'd put them under maybe eight, but you know, at least double where they're at right now, five under 12. And they've got some star power with two, possibly a third who could be all state. Uh, that's setting you up for a, a really good start right there. Um, so they're getting the eighth grader going into ninth grade now, who was second at the Hamilton County championships and then had some incredible track times. Yeah. I think that she ran 56 seconds, 55 seconds, maybe in the open 400 50s. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of similar to the freshman boy that they're going to get, um, who had run 49 seconds for 400. And I'd imagine this athlete whose sister's on the team too, that she's probably a really good 800 runner second in the Hamilton County meet, but a lot of potential, but it we're talking about a 5,000 meter race. Yeah. Now, maybe she comes in and she's in the top 20 of the whole state right away. If that's the case, then it gets a lot more serious for Southeastern. But that's a big ask. It's a big ask for a freshman. It doesn't yeah, happen as often as it as we remember. I'm not projecting her to be top 20 overall. I'm just saying I think she's going to make a difference for HSE. Right. And could it, be like four or five. If she is that good, if she's at the Powers Butler level, yeah. HSE could win the whole thing because their depth is going to be pretty good. 520, yeah. 512 rather, and that doesn't include Kepner. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that they came to the Carmel showcase. Sometimes they, it's like if you if you went through and, and knocked out a ton under 12 minutes or a ton under 10 at that meet, that's different than we cobbled it together over the course of dual meets and and uh invitationals and stuff. Yeah. Number three, Fort Wayne Homestead. Homestead, 57.3% chance to finish on the podium. 5.5% chance to win the title. Six of their seven back from the state meet, they're going to score four. Addison Canablo 
and the track season ran 449 and 1012. She would let her on most boys' track teams. Is that true? After they are number two on INCC stats, but their percentages are lower than our number two team for the depth issue. And we'll get into the mock meet here as well later on. After Canablo, the track season does not compare favorably to these other four teams. But they do have the cross-country success over in the cross-country returners over every team except for Noblesville. Yeah. Laura Sadington is a senior. She ran 519 and eleven fifty. Katarina Perigo going into her sophomore year, 519 and eleven thirty-one. They only had four under 12. And Canabla was the only one of the four that's under eleven thirty compared to some of these other teams that had three, four, five, six returners under 1130. Um, so that would be, to me, concerning if we're talking about a title contender. I think that's still a podium team, but may not represent a title contender. We could go back to the conversation we've had about some of these boys' teams and comparing cross-season to cross-season versus what happened in track to the, uh, you know, a couple months later in the fall. And I think uh, it's more likely on the girls' side that you may have a really good team, but they just don't take the track season as seriously or not all of them run or whatever. And then after the summer, they come in and then they're, they're fine by August. Yeah. And that may be the case for Homestead because they are so talented and they right. are really And then as far as their depth issue, which is the big concern if they are a serious contender – that could be plugged by an incoming freshman. Okay, so let me tell you about it, Paul Pierce. There are two feeder middle schools to Homestead High School. It's not Homestead East and Homestead West. Is one is one Maple Creek? No, that's Carroll. Damn it! Woodside Middle School and Summit Middle School. All right. Woodside Middle School was fifth at the middle school state meet, and Summit was seventh. If you take the top five runners combined between those two schools, they would have finished right alongside Westfield Middle, which is just the one school going to Westfield High School, and Zionsville Middle, which is the one was which is one of two, but the other Zionsville feeder didn't have any anybody in there. And I believe the top five of them are all eighth graders. Oh, boy. I don't know if they're all going to run. Some of them may play soccer. I know it, there have been years where Homestead played in the state championship in girls soccer. They've got good Who's, overall uh, program. Do we know Homestead's soccer coach? Can I reach out to that person and maybe uh, offer up some flyers maybe for these girls? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll find that. That's fine. I'll, I'll deep in my pockets. It's cool. Uh, yeah, so they had – they had five of them coming. I think they're coming into high school. At least four of them are. And they ran between 11.02 and 11.41 on that 3K course. We, we don't know how accurate that is. Dason yeah. swears that it is 3,000 meters. A lot of people ran their best times. Now, on that same day, a lot of boys and girls ran their best times over 5,000 meters. And we know that course is 5,000 meters, if not more. So it could have just been that it was a really nice day. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
So Homestead with the cross-country success and the cross-country returners, number two on INCC stats without necessarily the track success, but they didn't have the spring success the year before, and then last year they were fourth. Yeah. It'll be – this is a kind of an interesting team to watch. Like you said, they're going to score four, so – you know, that that's taken care of a uh, big advantage right there. I guess as I sit here and look at, at HSC versus Homestead, I, what I like about HSC is the depth that they offer and the gap from Canablo to powers in terms of time might be significant, but how many scoring bodies are in between and, Maybe you can tell us this with the mock meet coming up, but I I would have flipped those two. The mock meet was very interesting because Homestead's number one is so far ahead of every other individual on any of these contending teams. Yeah. I mean, like maybe a minute over 5,000 meters. But – Let's think about this, and you'll you'll know you got that. I haven't seen it. You, how many scoring bodies are between the two of them in that minute? May not, not be a lot. Not a lot. It's it's not like it's not like a minute between seventeen minutes and eighteen minutes for the boys, right? We're like like a minute between nineteen and twenty for the girls. There's not a lot of bodies in there, and then some of the ones that are in there uh, aren't on teams. So yeah, it's it's not a lot. I got it all written down. And even as I did it, I was like, I had did I do this right? Did I, I like control F searching for homestead, searching for Hamilton Southeastern, searching for our number two team? Uh I was like, no, this is I mean, it may be off one or two, but I didn't miss anybody. Yeah. Anything else in homestead? Uh, no, that's good. We we do have more to say, but we, we got to keep it moving. So uh we'll we'll tie up some loose ends on the on the Patreon. Number two, Carmel, shout out. Very close here. 68.9% chance to finish on the podium. Not around it. Uh, 9.8% chance to win the title. Carmel has six of seven back from the state meet. I wrote down by committee. So some of these teams have tried and true front runners who have done it in cross country and track. Carmel, maybe uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, I am the boys coach at Carmel and Taylor is the girls coach at Carmel. So he maybe, maybe doesn't have as much to say on here. Um, just out of humility. Uh, there's maybe one runner who I think showed over the track season could develop into being a front runner, could develop into being someone that, that would score single digit points at the state meet. Um, and, and then we'll get into those. So Sadie Foley, sophomore, 457 and 1110 as a freshman. Uh, 457 was seventh at the state meet in the 1600. Olivia Munt going into her junior year, 1110 over 3,200 meters. Audrey Ricketts going into her senior year, ran 215, 511 in the 1123. Emerson Weaver going into her senior year, ran 1123. Charlotte Cono going into her junior year, ran 1123. So five, 1123 or faster, which is the most um, in that time frame. What could hurt Carmel? is that there's no 10-23 or 10-53. Great, potentially great freshman class. Uh, You're you're nodding, so I'll just keep going. Uh, Three of the top five 
finishers at the Hamilton County meet uh, now, Hamilton County Junior High meet in cross country now go to Carmel. Confirmed all, all three of them are going. Uh, we've talked about these teams four under 12, five under 12, six under 12. These are returners. Carmel had 12 under 12, but it's not 12. It's not scoring 12 or 10. It's scoring five. Right. Um, let's get into Noblesville and then maybe we'll do the same thing we did on the boys where I'll make the case for the team that I don't coach directly. You make the case for the other team. Got it. Noblesville. Noblesville won the state championship last year. Five of those seven are back. Noblesville has a 97.7% chance to finish on the podium per INCC stats. They have a 70% chance to win the state championship, which they did last year first time. They also won the state championship in track. Summer Rempe is going into her senior year. She ran 212, 455, and 1054. Kennedy Applegate going into her senior year ran 508 and 1124. Now remember, Carmel had five faster than that in the track season. Nadia Perez going into her senior year ran 1103. Uh, Noblesville had five total under 530 and six total under 12 minutes. You mean make the case for Carmel? And then you make the case for Noblesville. We'll get the mock. Why don't you start there? Yeah, okay. go ahead. You start. The case for Carmel would be looking at these track times, especially over 3,200 meters, which is the longest race, yeah. and saying, okay, this is the case for the Carmel girls is the exact case that you made for the Noble, or the exact case, I guess, that I made for the Noblesville boys, which is they were at the these kids were at the same meet look at these times now i suppose someone could say well th they were training for a different race they were whatever that's not the really that's not the way that distance running works and it would obviously show a lack of uh a lack of understanding of what's going on to say the carmel girls were training for the 3200 when audrey ricketts sadie foley olivia Mont i mean they were carmel's trying to win the four by eight because they finished second by the way I can say this part. There's a little bit, a little bit of arm twisting going in to get a few of these to run the 3200. So let's let's not think all the eggs were in the basket for that day. Yeah, so. I'll save it for the Patreon. Um, and the amount of now Noblesville has six of them back. And when there have been times when I thought this is 50-50. Like this is going like after the track season, especially in April. Like man, this could be. I've cooled on that a little bit as. Because part of it also is I want Carmel because I live in Carmel and I'm employed by Carmel and my friend's a coach. Um, when I did the mock state meet, it was like, okay, there's a pretty wide gulf here that I don't know a couple good 3200s is, is going to fix it. But it's it's clear. You're not going to say this, but I can say it. It's just objectively, it's clear that a lot of these girls from Carmel who we – who Carmel was counting on last year in the fall weren't necessarily ready for that high of a level, but have progressed over the, so, so the, one of these girls who was like a 525 or 530, 1600 runner ran 511 and 1123. This is someone that's clearly capable of going from in the sixties to like in the thirties. And if, if they get, you get one in the top 20, and then can stack the other ones right there. Carmel could be a lot like Noblesville was last year. 
That's not to say that the Noblesville girls didn't have a great track season. For God's sakes, they won the state championship. Summer Rempe, not clearly not training for the 3,200, training for the 400 and the 800, although I don't think it matters in April. Um, that Noblesville maybe has the front running ahead of them, but I, I think the Carmel girls could be a lot like Noblesville last year. No real front runner, maybe nobody in the top 25, but they're all slammed in there in the, the upper 20s and uh, up to upper 30s. Okay, make the case for Noblesville. Should be pretty easy. Should be pretty easy. Here we go. Defending state champions, not just from the spring, but more importantly, we're talking apples to apples back to cross country. Noblesville currently has six, Collins, six girls in the INCC stats preseason top 50. By far the most talented team in uh, some serious depth right there. You get one or two of those girls to pop off and finish a little bit higher up. That's a big deal. You're going to get six not five. So one could have kind of a tough day and you're still talking five uh, in the top. And by, I said 50 is, is a solid cutoff. Really, it's top 38 right there. Um, you mentioned the depth that Carmel has. Um, I'll play it this way. It only takes five. You just need five to score on that day. Yeah, but so, we need to petition the IHSA about that. Yeah, let's let's work on that here today. Um, so it, it only, it only takes the five. So they need to, to do that. They're also older, they're senior dominant or senior heavy, uh, and they've done it before, right? So they, this is not a, a big surprise here. They're a well-coached team, uh, that is, uh, kind of, a, you know, like you said, may, maybe, uh, to an extent, a, uh, lead front runner by committee, cause they could kind of move around a little, uh, but their movement is is higher up than any other. Again, six in the top 38 that far uh, surpasses Carmel or Homestead or HSC as an example. So I think uh, Noblesville that's, is- That's individuals, right? That's not team score. Those are, indi- yeah, that's just straight up individuals. So we yeah. could, you know, obviously those numbers drop when you take which, out- Which the- I, yeah, which I calculated. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you're going to get that here in a second. So I'll just say one, one last thing here is I think Noblesville- uh, is the best team on, in the preseason coming in and should be considered the favorite unless another team kind of shows otherwise or starts to challenge the Millers in a way. Noblesville, you know, we've talked on some of these podcasts about uh, changing demographics and like projecting forward and where might that population move and how might that change athletic programs uh, you know, Mount Vernon, Pendleton, Yorktown, whatever, like kind of spots where that could happen. Plainfield. Um, Noblesville is the number one example of this. They've had a complete renaissance just over the last two or three years, mainly on girls sports. But it hasn't been that long that Noblesville boys and, and maybe even their girls were like struggling to get out of the sectional. Now loaded sectional back when it had HSC and, and Fishers in there, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Noblesville has... Last year, I think they won the state championship in um, girls cross country, girls track, and I think they won girls soccer. They, yes. They've at least won recently. I don't know if they won last year. They've, they've certainly won in the last two or they three They won years. boys and girls soccer in the fall and girls okay. cross country. So all the same day. And 10 years ago, 12 years ago, Noblesville never really would have been ranked high in, in anything. So it's that's it's a, a renaissance, like I said, of, of that. Um Okay, mock meet, mock meet individuals. That won't take long. And uh, tie things up. We'll go to the Patreon. I, I got a couple other things that I think are in, in Noblesville's favor, potentially, um, heading into the 
this fall versus the spring, but uh, we don't have time for I'll just I'll get to on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also download an app. Uh, $5 a month gets you exclusive and early access. Anyways, I made a mock meet um, and I, I checked it. I mean, there could be errors on this, right? I, you could hear me rip the paper earlier. I got it right here. Yeah. Um, but I was, I didn't have a big piece of paper. So there's just notebook and there's five regionals, which makes it harder. Okay. Number one, Noblesville. You want to guess, how about you, you want to guess the score for Noblesville in the mock state meet? Uh, six, uh, 72 points. 71. Oh man. I have, man. you know, you didn't tell me this earlier, by the way. I have no idea. No, I did not. We got to have get a Photoshop where Paul Pierce's numbers changed to 71. Uh, Carmel number two, even though Carmel's number three on the team rankings, just barely. Carmel number two, 157. Homestead number three, 192. So that is a 35 point gap between those two, even though they're projected dead even. Yeah. Interesting. So Noblesville 71, Carmel 157, Homestead 192, HSE 198. Now remember, this is going to move around because we just anticipate that some of these schools are going to get freshmen to come in that aren't factored into this. Right. In fact, right. like Noblesville doesn't project to get any in based on Hamilton County junior high results. The rest of these schools probably are going to score a freshman. Uh, North Central and Concordia both had 223. Let me break that down really quickly, though. Here's why I'm so high on Concordia. Concordia's third runner in this mock meet is scoring 61 points. That's too their low. Second, their That's second exactly. runner is scoring 11. So if yeah. you take 50 off of Concordia, they're in the 170s. They're not that far behind Carmel. And then we'll, that's still 100 back from Noblesville. The, the idea of Concordia, Carmel, HSE contending would be that Noblesville maybe maybe doesn't improve or even kind of slides back a little bit. Or something were to happen, somebody gets sick and can't run at the meet or has a has a bad season for whatever reason. This is the bus, told the wrong time, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you can hack into their their uh remind one oh one. Aaron Becker, you should be at Noblesville at four PM. That okay, that's that's I that nailed sounds, that. Is that what he sounds like to you? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's that's to me. On. You you just thought he came on the podcast right now. Yeah. Um Okay, four minutes. Any quick thoughts on that? Yes. Um, okay. Looking at the preseason rankings on INCC stats and the individuals, it's not a huge surprise that Noblesville has a giant gap between them in the field. Um, I think looking at the spring, I am a little bit surprised at the distance between Noblesville and everybody else, but it's about uh, running hard for 5,000 meters. So it again, this goes back to the idea that they are the best team right now. Little surprised at the gap between Carmel and Homestead. I think that's actually probably closer than what the numbers project out. Um, you know, hopefully for our sake, it won't be as close. Uh, but I think right now going in, it it is. Uh, I this HSC Homestead battle right here, kind of. I, again, I, I'm I'm big on HSC this year. I, I do think they are the third best team. And um, while I, I hear you on Concordia, and I do agree that Weller will 
move up based off this track season and she will score fewer than 60 points or whatever you had said. Um, I'm excited for our buddy Chad Wallace and uh, his girls over at North Central because I, I think they are. Uh, they do have a good shot at the podium and the numbers then are, are bearing that out if they are tied for the fifth best and probably sixth on the tiebreaker. I'm guessing if you were to go through and look at that, I would imagine North central. Well, actually probably not because now this isn't totally accurate for North central. Here's why yeah. I scored it to a hundred team places and I had yet to get North centrals. Okay. So through four, they're in really good shape. I kind of searched where there's was at once I got to a hundred and I estimated that it's about 20 runners there. It could have been a little more. And I okay. gave their fifth runner 120. Now, if North central then finds a runner that could run with their fourth, just by the numbers here, that would take about 70 points away from North central, which would then in this mock meet, at least put them uh, in second. Okay. So that's a little aggressive, but they, you know, they could find somebody to be able to hire out. But well, we talked about them in the other podcast and they're not necessarily title contenders. So we'll move on. But I um, I'm staking two minutes left. I'm staking my claim. I, I want I want Carmel to win. Shout out direct deposits. Uh shout out you for doing a, a Tuesday PPM, thinking outside the 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 monon, thinking outside the box. I guess you ran on the monon. Uh but I, I think Concordia is going to be great. Okay. Uh last two minutes. Uh individual favorite, Nikki Sutherland. I would say Sutherland is the favorite. Uh, Canablo could very well challenge. I think Canablo uh, could get into it. Uh, that's that's about it. It's about a it's about a minute back from there. I think both of them are like high up finishers at Foot Locker. If I had to pick one girl who's not named Sutherland or Canablo, who could maybe get into it with the right scenario, Julia Score. Julia Score. Yeah, four fifty six and ten thirty two this track season. Yeah. She had a really good uh, freshman campaign in cross country as well. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what she does. I do think it's a two girl race at the front, but if I had to pick one other who like, ah, uh, you never know what could happen that you, day. You could see, right the 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 sophomore jump getting up there. Yep, she's uh, legit. A whole, a whole summer remember. to prepare. She's really into it for sure. And a lot of these big meets late in the spring, she doubled sixteen thirty two. Mm -hmm. I mean, she and she this did really well. The state represent meet. yeah her ability to run hard for under five minutes and then come back again and run in the mid to upper 10. So I think score could get into it, but I really think it's between Nikki Sutherland, Addison Canablo. Yep. We left a lot on the table and we'll get to it on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Indiana runner, $5 a month. Subscribe. I will see you on the Patreon. See you soon. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.